welcome to a new episode of the podcast from artist to artpreneur. So happy and grateful that you're here because this means that you're probably on your own path to become more successful, more thriving, gaining more clients, earning more money, having more impact with your art and finding the way to a beautiful balance between being an artist and being a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur, meaning like an entrepreneur. And this is what motivates me so much by doing this podcast and showing you so many showcases with beautiful artists and entrepreneurs who have success, who have their stories, challenges and shared with you, including my own solo episodes to help you on your own path. So Welcome back, in case you listened already to the other episodes. If not, feel free to go back and see if something speaks to you in the other episodes. Today I'm having a wonderful, beautiful singer-songwriter, musician, producer, so I, a multi-talented artpreneur in this episode, and it was a, yeah incredible interview. I wish you already now lots of fun and take a pen and paper because she shares so much wisdom, so much experiences, so much learnings, gold nuggets, so it's full of wisdom. So dive into it. And um, her name is Jasmine Crow. She's from LA. Um, but yeah, I won't share more. Dive into it because there's lots of things in it. And let me know in social media or with a review on iTunes, on Spotify, let me know what you could take for yourself and share it if you know someone who needs to listen to it because I want artists to be more successful and more easeful in their work and seeing how much more value their art has to have more power and impact with it. So feel free to share and give feedback. And so for now, enjoy today's episode. So welcome to a new episode of this beautiful podcast and today again with an interview with a singer-songwriter originally from Hawaii, now LA-based. Her name is Jasmine Crow, and I'm super happy, happy to have you. Thanks for having me on, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a common friend, and she said, like, you have to have Jazz on the podcast. And so it's beautiful to have a guest where I don't know your story either. And so I'm very curious to dive into your story from artist to entrepreneur or where does it start? Where did your own path start? Where were your challenges, but also your successes? So I'm super curious and intrigued to go about this. Where do we start actually? So let our audience know when did your passion for art, because you will share what you are doing. So I said singer songwriter, but you're doing more. Um, how did your start, uh, your your artist path start? So, in which age, with what kind of art? How did you discover it? Like, share this as a beginning. Well, I mean, I started playing violin when I was three years old, and I've always been around music my entire life with my parents, um, with their influence. Mm. And uh, growing up, I was really involved in musical theater. I was involved in orchestras. I was involved in um you know school plays and stuff like that so uh i just grew up around this art environment mm, you know cool. mm -hmm. with using your body and your voice and your your you know instruments and my dad was a pianist as well so um when i i don't think i became an artist until 
much later though, because I, I had a lot of growing to do and finding my own voice and, and what I wanted to say. Mm. But I caught the bug early on when, you know, um, listening to pop music was really cool for me because it was fun and I was used to like classical music and classical training and musical theater, things that were a little more, um, what's the word? Uh, like polished, like you had to be perfect at it, kind of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. technical and pop music just seemed like a nice release, just fun and um, something you could escape to. And this, the sonic quality of pop music is more uh, uh, like ear candy too. So you can yeah. play around with it, make different sounds. And uh, so when I was a teenager, I decided I wanted to pursue recording my own music. And a lot of it sounded like musical theater at first, to be honest, and <laughs> I'm never sharing that with anybody. <laughs> Those are like locked on my hard drives. Nobody's gonna listen to them. <laughs> um, so when I started, you know, getting involved in like recording and recording studios and, you know, learning guitar and piano, I caught this bug of like, I'm just going to write the best song. And that's how I'm going to succeed. So that became my main focus was songwriting because the song comes first. Like without a song, you're just a singer. But yeah. with a song, you're an artist. Yeah. You have something to say. Absolutely. So. How old have you been at this point where you decided this? I think I was around 14 or 15 cool. when I started writing my own material because up until then I was just doing like musical theater and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I never took formal vocal lessons. I just taught myself how to sing. And mm -hmm. um, I guess playing the violin really helped because it's it's kind of like a voice as well. Absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was starting with six the guitar and with ten the oboe. And so I had also the, the classical music career in the beginning, right? And so when you share my first interview guest on the podcast, he was actually also raised by artist parents and it was super interesting to hear and so what I get to hear from you now also being around art is oftentimes also a path to early dive into it right mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's super supportive it can be super supportive because interestingly the first guest I had on the podcast he now takes the employment path due to other limiting beliefs and, and yeah, results of this being raised by artist parents. So I think already now it's super interesting to hear how different the path can go, even though you are supported in the art. Because also people say like, yeah, then it's easy when you have parents being artists and you are so much more supported. We talked on this also in the first interview, because no, this is not an excuse to be not successful as an artist. But when I hear you, the beginning of the story is like, okay, this is cool to directly be supported in the art, right? Yeah, my parents were really supportive. Um, they were also a little concerned when I decided to go full on into it instead of like pursuing, um, I guess, a more academic route because I was also very good at academics. I was a straight A student. I could have gotten into any college I wanted and I basically dropped it all to pursue music. And mm. I, I don't, I don't necessarily recommend that. <laughs> I made a lot of mistakes when I was very young. I thought I knew everything and um, I got myself into a lot of trouble that way. So I'm, I'm just glad I've, you know, gotten on my feet a bit after cool. that. Cool. So before, yeah, before we dive into the next step, 
But when you share it like this, maybe it's interesting to share maybe one or two mistakes, what you have done and would say like, ah, now I would do it differently. So for everyone listening on their path from artist to entrepreneur, wanting to be more successful, da 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 da. So what would you maybe say like, uh, this was a mistake. I would do this now differently. Um, well, never give up your independence to anyone mm -hmm. else. Say mm -hmm. that's a major one for me. Uh, uh, there's a lot of personal stuff that went on when I was a teenager. Uh, I got caught up in some bad situations and abusive situations, and I lost a lot of my own power. So mm -hmm. I had to get it back. And it's taken me a while to process a lot of that. But I, I do it through songwriting. So, <laughs> so it's yeah. a vicious cycle. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but, no, but I'm absolutely with you because this is what I'm sharing. Like most artists, I'm not saying 100%, but most artists were more the most art pieces are created through trauma, yes. mm, through bad, quote unquote, because there is no bad and good, right? But through bad experiences, through lower times, through the darker emotions, whatever, how you want to call it. But most art is created through this. So there is this beauty in it, even though we have to, quote unquote, suffer in these moments, right? Oh, yes, exactly. I've actually written a line in a song that just describes what you just said. It's like, uh, I have to remember it. It's, it's out of one of my songs, but it's basically like through the beauty and the pain and all the joy. This is how we express ourselves. This is like how we get it out and we connect. And heal. 100%. 100%. It's not yet out on Spotify, but it's also just and not just last year, wrote a, a song It's called All the Tears I Never Cried because it's my own story. So they are all my own experiences and stories, right? And so it also speaks to the thing like feel, feel, like feel whatever is there and there's so much beauty in it. Like it's the same, right? Yes. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So, okay. This is one thing. Don't give up your independence. Um, you said like, Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'm still working on that, you know, mm. as, as an artist and an entrepreneur. So one of the things I guess, um, is, uh, I didn't understand the own value of my work and the, the value of what I create. And I've given away a lot of that to people that probably didn't do the all, like I work really hard and through all the skills that I've learned over time, like violin, singing, songwriting, production, um, being a multi-instrumentalist, like all these skills go into what I create and my work. So when I didn't value that, I gave away a lot of my power and my own worth. And now I'm like, okay, no, um, if you want my time and my energy and my creative, you know, uh, pieces of myself, then you're going to have to pay me. <laughs> but yes, exactly this, exactly this. And it's, I love that you said this word and I love that you spoke to this experience because this is the core for me of my vision, mission of the work, because I'm saying I'm writing about this, like a art has so much more power than we, especially as artists, think and embody and own and see and what is missing is can you see the actual value of your art that's why i'm saying like art saves lives it changes transforms heals but can you start seeing 
how much more value this art has instead of, yeah, this is creative and this is like my own thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful already. But can you see what you actually can provoke in people with your art? What the value is so much higher. So therefore, I love what you spoke. And this is your own experience by, by learning. Oh, fuck, this is so much more valuable than I thought before, right? Yes, exactly. Ah, <laughs> so good. So good. Because this is one key between the artist and the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So it's no either or, right? It's like, no, you can earn tons of money by being an incredible artist and feeding yourself because you don't have to starve all the time, <laughs> like make a living out of it. And you can provoke so much more in the world, in people, in a human, in whatever kind of thing it is and service or product you, you offer. Right. Exactly. All the experience is it's all that time that went into developing you and who you are and you're giving that to somebody else or teaching them in the process or writing something that they're trying to express, helping them channel that like that's all creative energy. It's very draining to just give it away all the time and not get anything back like so I've had to like create some boundaries. I think that's my word because throughout my life I didn't set up boundaries for myself and that got me in a lot of trouble so now i'm kind of like okay trying to trying to heal that and and you know reconcile that with myself now as an adult and as a as an artist and as a working musician and all of that so perfect what i love just is because we haven't met before so everyone listening right so we, we are talking real time first time right now and so right. you, listening to you and your words and i thinking like it's so fucking awesome because when you share this i did a solo episode about standards values and boundaries so it's <laughs> exactly oh, what yes. boundaries yes exactly Word. It, yeah it, it this is the difference between Yeah, and then it's nice because now it, it's get linked between what you shared, the in giving up the independence, not seeing the value, having boundaries. It's linked because this is exactly the difference between the artist who is incredibly talented and heart-driven, beautiful, like almost every artist. But then you have this thing, yeah, but how can you make, how can you be sustainably fed and healthy and successful your own and having a way bigger impact because Many artists would love to have it. But what is the difference? Yeah, know your standards, your values, your boundaries. Like embody also an entrepreneur without having this image of this is something bad, money is bad, entrepreneurship, sales, structures, marketing is all bad. No, <laughs> but learn how to embody it in a juicy way, in a sexy way, in a soft way, in a feminine way, whatever, right? So there are yeah. several ways, yeah. Also being a woman in this industry, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a lot of um, LGBT friends as mm -hmm. well. So it's people are very open-minded and creative in my world. I'm very lucky to have a lot of acceptance and, um, you know, the, the freedom to express, you know, in LA, it's a very open-minded community here. And, mm. but like being a woman is, is something to be noted because in this industry um it's always been very driven by male influence and especially in the production world mm -hmm. and uh as a producer and songwriter and everything else that i am uh you know you're often like in songwriting sessions made to be the top line writer like because that's more of a female role mm. whereas like i do everything 
as well. I sit at, I'm an engineer. So like, yeah. you know, there is no part of my process that doesn't involve the entire picture. So when I'm writing a song, I'm also producing the song. I'm also engineering the song. I'm at my microphone and my, um, my mixing board and, you know, doing that all at the same time. So I just wanted to also note that I, I hope that more women are getting involved in this industry and that aspect of it. And so it's, I feel um, good about uh, helping to represent that in this industry. Yeah, beautiful. Because you, you role model so perfectly then the yin and yang. I mean, this is nature. This is world. This is life. Like there is this balance, feminine, masculine. And do I want to? So I think there is no, there's no need to have it you can share or you can maybe have support you don't have to embody all at once right like but it's helpful to to have the balance between these energies and not only like every artist of course wants to flow and be creative and be in the feminine da, 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 but we need the container to hold it and if, and this is the masculine energy so when you describe like hey but let's yeah let's crack up I don't know, this stigma or this old paradigm or this old way of being in this industry and and showing a more heretic way, like, hey, let's do it differently and let's show that it's possible differently. It's so important. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. So when you started with 14, creating your own art and saying like, yeah, this is now the artist, um, what happened next? So when maybe started the first earning money with it or the first gigs or the first someone said like write a song for me so yeah share a bit of your path then well I've always been uh paid to do violin stuff like off and on but um you know songwriting is a very I realize what I do is very specialized mm. it's not a very common thing to be paid as a songwriter like for people to actually come up and be like hey can you write a song for me? Because you, that's something you have to build through like word of mouth mm. and um, a lot of experience. And um, all the work that I've pretty much gotten has been, has come to me mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when I, when I have a band for my own project, uh, I've always paid them as musicians to mm -hmm. be in my band. And, mm -hmm. you know, so you, you kind of learn the, the, trick of the trade and then in turn like sometimes you know uh you you pay you pay money to somebody by actually trading like your skills mm -hmm. so there's that too so sometimes like i'll write with some of my band members and then in turn they'll they'll play a gig for me or something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but also um yeah so like over time i'm i'm fortunate enough to have like a word of mouth kind of thing have have happened organically and naturally Cool. over the course of just proving my skills and proving people being around me and being like, wow, that's amazing. Um, I want to, I, I want to do that too. Or yeah. I, you know, how do you, can you do this for me? Can you mm -hmm. play violin for me? Can you um, uh, compose a string arrangement for me? Can you help me write this song? So when I, when I actually write songs for other people, I actually charge them for the time that I'm, I'm doing as well as like, getting the credit for it like you know the songwriting splits and all that because i think more than anything it's time is your life essence and you know you give that away with your creativity then you know you need something back yeah yeah, yeah. fill your cup back up 
Absolutely. So you're not charging for, I want a song, this costs X amount of money. So you charge like by hours. For some, you need two hours. For some, you need 10 hours, whatever. So you charge by hour for songwriting? Um, I think I think for most people, I just give them a flat rate for yeah. what the time would be to write a song at this point. Yeah. And that's something you got to navigate because every creative project is different. So it's, you know, you and you have to go with people's budgets and what they're what they're capable of, you know, providing to you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do a lot of favors for people and, and friends, but at the same time, I'm like, hey, this, I need something in return because this is my time, my energy, my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Creativity. <laughs> when is there something what you love the most? Because, because you are so talented in so many different areas and so you do so much, but is there... I don't know if you would love to choose where you say like, no, I love doing all these different things, but is there something what you love the most from all of it? That's a good question. I, I really do love every aspect of it. I feel like the songwriting part maybe is uh, really a magical part of it for me because it's, it's never certain you never know what the creative ether is going to bring and it's it's unexpected and um when it happens like when the song is born and you know it's born and you know it's good and it's gonna connect and you feel something from it like that might be like the magical part of it mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. seeing that creation come to life like the production elements are really fun for me to just sit and do and nerd out on yeah <laughs> And, and then performing, of course, because yeah. uh, there's nothing like playing on stage and connecting with people directly and them hearing your songs and being like, wow, that like something you wrote in your bedroom that's really personal that you are your internal struggle and you're letting it out and people are hearing it and you're sharing it with them. Like that's that's another really magical part of it and moment. Mm. And then, of course, being in the vocal booth is my happy place because that's where I get to hone in and really just connect to my voice and what I want to say. So, mm -hmm. so when you're on stage yourself, you're mostly singing or also still playing the violin also, or this is only studio work. Oh no, I am um, on, in my live shows, I, I do a lot of like, I, I uh, don't have an instrument sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. I like to be free to like mm -hmm. get up in people's faces, but always in my shows, I, inc I incorporate like all the instruments I play. So, When I do a live show, uh, in the middle of the show, I'll bust out my electric violin and do a rip a solo. And then cool, cool. <laughs> and um, sometimes I'm playing piano and sometimes I'm playing guitar. So, so cool. What if there is an artist listening, listening to you, successful entrepreneur in it, in the art, in the business, in creativity, in the experience of many, many years, probably decades, I don't know how old you are, but many <laughs> years. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> What would you say when you have someone like, yeah, I also would love to be in stage. I want to earn more money with it. I also want to have some jobs, maybe two or three Like key component, what you've learned over these years, how do I get more easily jobs? How do I get on stage? Because you shared like organically and like, yeah, referrals were many things in your life. So this is, of course, something you have to build by being 
yeah, where shit gets down and get going out there and connecting. But also there are maybe some other components, what you learned over the years and saying like, yeah, this is this works more for me and this didn't work for me or something like this. That's a really good question. I, I guess my path was a little, uh, I took a detour. <laughs> I took my path is a little more sideways. I actually don't really know how different my life would be right now if I had gone to school, if I had pursued, um, you know, that first step of going to LA and going to a music school. I don't know how, how that would have helped my connections or helped my skill set or anything like that. I didn't do that. So mm. as somebody starting out, um, what really taught me a lot was getting into rooms with other songwriters mm -hmm. and uh, getting into those rooms was really hard <laughs> and something I had to really like navigate over time and it took a long time and um, like, but getting that experience writing with other people that were really experienced and knew exactly like what the, the song brief needed or what the label was looking for. It just taught me so many more skill sets that I could add to my toolbox mm -hmm. and um, as my own, uh, as my, as an own, my own person and artist and uh, songwriter. So just just getting exposed to people that know what they're doing really helps because then you can become a sponge. <laughs> yeah. um, also, like if you're not good at something, then delegate to somebody that really is good at it because you're going to pick up on those skills too. Yeah. So it's like this give and take teaching slash experience part like and it's it's good to share like what you're best at with other people as well so they can pick up on it um but yeah so getting in those rooms and making those connections and and that's the way that i really networked in this town mm -hmm. and then the word of mouth as well um find a team and a group of people that you really trust is also really important um yeah. I'm enough to have like this the first person I met in LA was like, became my mentor and we grew together and he's, he's taught me like, you know, all the times that I was in the vocal booth with him and he was coaching me through it as we were doing songs and creating songs. And, um, that really taught me a lot. And he really opened up a lot of doors. He, he's actually, he's actually Crystal's uh, fiance. No. <laughs> no, I met you. Yeah. No. <laughs> This is so cool. <laughs> the yeah, small yeah. world, right? Okay, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Chris, um, Crystal's fiance, who introduced me to you. Yeah. Funny, I always bring him up because literally probably 95% of the people I know in LA, I've met through him once or twice, even removed, like, like a butterfly effect. Yeah. And it's like, I think back to it like i know this person because i met this person through this person who i met through chris so it's like you know kind of like yeah. that so Perfect. you know yeah, like yeah. it's gonna bring you through somebody you meet or you know connect with so i met you through chris <laughs> yeah <laughs> isn't isn't this beautiful when we look back this is this there's this saying like you live life forwards and you stand it backwards you you see like 
oh, wow, shit, I, I've met this person and through this person, I've met this person and then I got this opportunity. Ah, and then I met that. I, I love life simply, right? Like trusting it, keep going and you will meet the right people. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, absolutely. What kept you going? Because you share like in these small words or sentences that it not only, of course, not only went straight up and always fine and always good. There were enough challenges, but what let yeah, what what let you keep going? Because I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess uh, I have a streak of my father in me where he was he was very academic, competitive, not in a competitive way with other people, but with himself. Mm -hmm. And um, he he would be involved in every everything like, you know, community stuff, uh, teaching, astronomy, music, the arts, just anything he could get involved in, uh, like a helping the community anyway i'm i'm like off track now but i guess no, he, instilled, he instilled that in me so if i if i feel like i'm not good at something i'm so stubborn that i'll be like i'm gonna i'm gonna get good at this and then i'm gonna be the best at it so if i don't know how to do something i'm gonna figure it out until i get what i want <laughs> such a good Attitude, such a good idea. In a, I mean, there's a fine line, of course. This can flip to another side, right? But I think as a successful entrepreneur, entrepreneur in this case, but yeah, successful in business and in general, like when you want something and have, a, yeah, ambitious and, but also yes. believing in yourself, right? It's this, I want this and I will get there, whatever it takes, right? And this is, This is not only, yeah, I think this this is an attitude of the entrepreneur instead of the artist. Because there is this thing of, I feel something there. Of course, you can also say, yeah, I'm following my intuition. This sounds more softer and, yeah, I don't know, feminine. But it's this, I want this, I get this. And I'm going there, whatever it costs or whatever it takes, right? And that's what I love. And I think it's a necessary attitude to have because it's not a clear, straight, linear way. Yeah. A lot of what I make uh, monetarily goes right back into my own project. Yep. So, and and here's something I, I would give advice to people about. This music industry is not what it used to be. It's com a completely changed, different uh, world. So everything that you thought about record labels, everything you thought about um, overnight success, you know, I'm just going to get on this reality show and become famous. Like none of that really exists. It's all just smoke and mirrors. It's, and, and as a, as somebody who is an artist, I've done this all independently. All of my successes have been independent and I'll tell you why, because you got to look at it. Like you are the record label. Now that is, that is just how it is. Um, I put my own money, my own sweat and tears into everything I've built so far. And uh, so basically you are your own record label. You got to look at it like that and build it yourself and, and, you know, do the promotion work, uh, put the money into it, invest in yourself, uh, you know, be smart about it. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes too, but uh, yeah. So And then the other thing is, if a label approaches you, you really got to protect your art and your your intellectual property. I'm going through a couple of like small deals right now for like specific 
songs or you know contracts that have that I've had on my table where I'm just like I'm not signing this I'm not giving away everything I've built for what it was small amount you're gonna give me and then you want every other piece of me like no (laughs) don't waste my time (laughs) and then we are back at all the things we shared before boundaries standards knowing your values confidence like know your value and know yeah 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 absolutely so think amazing same year it's yeah and i think i did a solar episode on this thing what we can adapt and learn from nature to be successful and what i mean by this is exactly what you shared there's this old paradigm and an artist hanging in this thing of yeah but earlier back then and then that yeah yeah you can stay there but this is over or you sw- you flip to the attitude of a successful entrepreneur, meaning like adapting to the environment, not being dependent on an industry. I also say you're not dependent on your industry, but you you are dependent in your exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. You decide like yeah. We can also learn from other industries. We can learn from other brands. Look at what people are doing. Or simply create whatever you see as a vision, what you want to create and do it. Like there were always people who had an idea first and everyone else would have said, eh, this doesn't work. Yes, it works because I decide that it works, right? So there's this different kind of attitude and perspective on going about life from my perspective. It's not only about art or business. It's simply like how you go about life and then approaching it from a different way. Uh, Awesome share. Yeah, thank you. So important. It's like you're bringing up all these things I'm literally going through right now. It's like it's it's been coming up for me in the past, you know, I guess few months. All this this stuff about being navigating the terrible music industry. I would never. Okay, piece of advice. I would never wish for anyone to be part of this industry. Run. Create your own one. No, let's unify <laughs> and create a new one, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. yeah, I'm just joking, but yeah. No, 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 no. I, know. I often joke with my um, my peers. I'm like, I wouldn't wish this industry on my worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but this is the thing, what I think is the biggest and best teacher. And like, a, a, I'm only having the German word catapult, something like this. When something catapults you off something, you yes. need this pain, you need this uncomfortable feeling to say like, oh, I don't want this, but I want this. So I yeah. don't want to be part of this, but I still want to do this. So I have to create something else. And this is the, yeah, in the end, the most beautiful way to go about it, right? Of course, also a bit challenging sometimes. Yes, painful, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. <laughs> it makes for good songs <laughs> yeah yeah and they will touch and they will change and they will save and they will heal like this is the most beautiful gift we can get through it including money like the both things do you have for yourself i think so i'm curious i am a visionary so i'm always about yeah visions and and, and dreaming so are you having yourself a bigger vision with your art, with your life? Like, um, do you want to reach more people? Do you want to change something specifically? Do you want, do you have a bigger vision for yourself? Yeah, I, I do. I'm, I, I'm most happy and satisfied when I'm growing and when mm-hmm. things are expanding. So 
I mean, of course, uh, my my ultimate goal is to reach as many people as possible with my music. I think exposure is something that's very difficult to get at this time because it's like back in the old industry, you know, there were just a few record labels that reached everybody. Now yeah. everybody's, um, I don't want to say an echo chamber, but because of social media, everybody's in their own little pockets. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to reach more people because everybody's able to share what their voice is. is it's like very loud. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, like being in a big crowd, mm-hmm. you know, instead of being up at the stage with a microphone where everyone can hear you. Yeah. So that's what the, the major platforms did for artists even 10 years ago when Katy mm-hmm. Perry came out or Lady Gaga came out. It's not really like that anymore. Um, now there's tick, TikTok stars and stuff like that. So, um, and even even the algorithms are changing and the social media thing. And like, I have, I have a lot of opinions on that. But yes, reaching more and more people would be my goal. And to then, you know, go, go on an international tour. Um, I started a vision board last late last year as far as like what do i really want what would make me happy as an artist like mm-hmm. uh, what are my goals yeah and you you look at your goal list and you're like why is this a goal like what is the the meaning behind that validation is it reaching more people is it like a stepping stone that just you really want to make come true like one of those for me is like be on snl perform on snl uh be on jimmy fallon um win a freaking Grammy, you know, like things like that. And so I, I made this vision board late last year, like I said, and as soon as I made that, things started happening. And I can't even explain it. Like I've already met six of my goals on my list and it's only February. So. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So, okay, for instance, um, late last year, I wrote down, I want a, I want a Wikipedia page. I was like, I don't, cause somebody mentioned it to me and and they're like, I was, they're like, Oh, it's really hard to get one. And you know, there's all these rules involved in having one and, and that you got to follow and you got to wait this long and Mm -hmm. all this. I was like, all right, I'll write that down on my little goal list to get a Wikipedia page. Two days later, <laughs> no. this woman reaches out to me. She says, hey, I noticed you don't have a Wikipedia page and I'm making one for one of my other clients. And um, I was, you, you're on his Wikipedia page because of something you guys did together. And she's like, you are way overqualified for one. Do you want me to make one for you? stuff like that I put it out there into the universe and it it came back as like okay I don't know how I'm gonna get here or do this but I'm putting it out there that that's a goal of mine and then immediately after that the next month I was like really wanting to release one of my songs and I wanted to promote it with this company and I was like I don't have the money for this and I I just remember looking out into the universe and I had nothing planned, no schedule. It was the beginning of the year. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get the money for this, but send it my way. A day later, <laughs> somebody <laughs> calls me up. Jasmine, would you like to fly to um, Las Vegas, do three shows, all expenses paid and with this fee? 
that we're going to give you. <laughs> I'm like, drop what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> and so that came to me and I was able to, to do this, um, promotion for this project that I want, I wanted to do for my own artist project as a label, putting yeah. the money into the promotion aspect of it. Yeah. And now my shit's on MTV. So. Oh my God. Congratulations. <laughs> so awesome. So awesome. <laughs> so like, yeah, this year has been actually really, really inspiring in a lot of ways, like, <laughs> like letting go a little bit, stop trying to control everything and letting the universe give back to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's another thing because I'm kind of a control freak. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can so relate. Years ago, still, and then when you learn, like it's the whole time I can say, like, yes, just amen, yes, amen, yes, amen. So everything you share, I'm like so happy that th this episode is full of nuggets. I hope everyone who is listening, like, have a pen and a paper and writing down all your nuggets <laughs> because we we summarized it. It was the essence, like just follow what we shared it's so cool and so that you brought up the spiritual path also right like mm -hmm. not only doing the masculine old way of doing and thinking through no you can use a higher energy source power um for your manifestations yes will it always be like this hmm, maybe not <laughs> but use it as when you say like vision board and letting go because yeah when i was raised as rational and realistic and right and then five six years ago i discovered spirituality law of attraction energy frequency and now i'm thinking like how could i have lived before without this and then yeah <laughs> this letting go sitting in the backseat of the car let universe drive have your north star there and trust that everything what comes your way is the right thing yes there are lessons yeah there are gifts yeah and so like let it happen and trust and let it go and no longer being attached yes it's a process yes it's it's inner work but i think it's worth every tear every moment because then you get gifted by these moments and you think like oh shit it works <laughs> right yeah well actually being an artist has taught me a lot of you know what you're saying about spirituality and uh i don't have any specific beliefs but i you know my dad was an astronomer and um uh so he taught me about the universe and mm -hmm. to me there's no difference between science and spirituality it's all one thing yep so, <laughs> i don't know all the answers and you know we're always discovering things but um part of being an artist is it, it, the art itself like the creative dance that you do with the ether or whatever you want to call it the inspiration that comes through it is a it is a kind of relationship a give and take you can't just do it you have to also dance with the that that feeling that that a universe uh i, I it's very spiritual for me i guess uh absolutely very well but <laughs> Uh, it, it teaches you how to live your life too, because you have to have that patience for the process to come through. Um, you have to have the patience to sit down with your own emotions and analyze them and feel them out. And that's, that's how the best songs are written is authenticity and emotion and what you're going through, like the worst moments, the hardest things to face. Uh, and, um, yeah so that it's taught me how to have patience as a person as well and trust uh 
trust life to work things out. You know, even if you don't have all the answers right now, maybe give, give yourself a break, come back and it'll come to you. But also showing up and doing the work is the most important part because if you don't sit down and, and say, you know, I, I'm gonna dare to suck today. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna come out of this, but I'm gonna show up for it to come through. Yeah, yeah. And if I hadn't done that, and as an artist, you have to have that discipline to practice that skill so that you can be a better channel for the art. Yeah, yeah. Be a better vessel for it to come through you. And one of one of the experiences that I had that taught me that the most was when I want I wrote the song for the John Lennon songwriting contest. It won the song of the year. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote that song, I was very alone, very isolated. Um, I did not have any mentors at that time. I didn't have any like. I just had myself in my bedroom and mm-hmm. uh, deciding I'm going to sit down and write a damn song today. Hmm. I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't particularly feel all that inspired today, but hmm. I'm going to do it. So I did, and I sat down, started writing it, and as I was producing the song, I just remember thinking this could be really great. I just was, I was so depressed and I was like, I just want to reach somebody today or Mm -hmm. not today, but with this song. Mm -hmm. And then I entered it in the John Lennon songwriting contest. It won song of the year. I won $20,000, flew to New York, met Ringo Starr. (laughs) So a song can change your life, but you have to sit down and try and be there. Like imagine if I hadn't sat there that day. Yeah. Yeah. my life might have been different so. true yeah yeah i think it's a beautiful a beautiful picture to explain exactly this paradox exactly these opposites exactly the yin and yang and the feminine and masculine like i'm in the mess i don't feel inspired uh i don't want to and then you say like yeah i will whatever comes through and then you see you, you trust this inner voice right yeah, I heard, I heard of the concept outer self, like outer child, the opposite of the inner child, right? And the inner child are the emotions. <clears throat> and the outer child is ex- actually the one who is self-sabotaging all the time. This would have been the person like, I'm not inspired. Okay, then I'm not doing it, right? And so then the adult self comes like, yes, we do it. <laughs> and so this was then the gift. I mean, more than a gift. Yeah, thank you for the share. Super cool. Yeah. And I, I also want to say that uh, something that really taught me a lot, songwriting is a spiritual experience to me because um, it's it's a skill. It's like a, a muscle. It's something you have to practice at and work at and gain experience at, just like any instrument, any other kind of discipline that you do. Um, and it's a, the, the more you fine tune it, the more freedom your voice has, I feel mm. like. Mm-hmm. And so something that like taught me a lot was I'd get called to come into these songwriting rooms with people I had never met before. Mm-hmm. They had no idea what kind of song we were going to write that day. Yeah. No clue. You're a, you're a blank slate. That morning you wake up and before you go into the session, there's no way to prepare for it. Yeah. You have to be open. And that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how nervous I was 
for a lot of sessions early on, but I've learned to trust in my voice, in listening, in interacting with the people there and, and feeling what they're inspired by. And it's always terrifying yet magical because at the end of the day, you come out with a demo because you have to write the demo. You have to, you have to finish it. You're not leaving. Well, it's done. <laughs> you got to come up with a song. Yeah. And that's 12 hours. It, it can be grueling, you know, sometimes it happens really easily. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth and um, it's, it's always just a magical kind of like, wow, that just, that just came out of nowhere feeling so it's it's very humbling too because you're like i don't know what's going to happen today (laughs) and this is the perfect practice and proof for this thing of letting go right it's this trusting not controlling like simply showing up and not knowing go into the unknown okay this is the practice for it like right ego too because you're there with other people and you got to listen and you got to you got to be open to the whole process of it and yeah it's it was terrifying i was nervous i think i think that cured my stage fright too because uh there's nothing more terrifying than to show up and be like write a song right now (laughs) when when you go on stage to perform the song you already know it you're like okay i'm just gonna sing the song i already wrote True, true. So you can heal and cure these things where you think like, oh, this is no, it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> I have the next level for you. <laughs> yeah. Like you really want to, you're the challenge of performing. Okay, write a song right now. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're all staring at you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, James, I yeah, sorry. Oh, I, and in the songwriting process, a lot of times they make you jump on the mic. So you got to sit there and just come up with melodies on the spot. So can you imagine like performing and you're like, you're singing, but you already know the song. Imagine getting up and singing in front of people you don't know, your peers that are kind of like more famous than you. And they're just like, just make some shit up. (laughs) So there is no such thing as stage fright anymore. (laughs) I think it's what you shared, like for yourself, this practice of not wanting to control something. I mean, this is your best medicine. Like when you have these experiences, I think you can overwrite, yeah, rewrite the story of, no, I don't have to control everything when I can do this thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jess, I have the feeling we could talk several more hours and giving tons of gold nuggets out there maybe we have to do a next one (laughs) but maybe to the end i mean not that you haven't shared already 10 or 20 insights and um, keys key elements to it but when you would summarize it maybe you have this three it can be two or four um an artist on its path his her to artpreneur listening to this podcast and have already written down 20 things now, but now we are summarizing. What would you say to someone on this path to more success? Maybe your most important ones or your most successful ones or the ones coming from the heart, like, please, I would love you to blah, 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 this, consider this, do this, don't do this. Okay. So like words of advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think number one is, don't wait for the inspiration show up for it to come through. So like meet, meet it halfway, like sit down, do the work and also 
be open at the same time. But you can't you can't hear the universe give you inspiration unless you're there to receive it. It's not just going to come out of the blue all the time. Yeah. So do the work. Yeah. Sit down and and be there for it to come through you. Mm-hmm. Um, and hone your skills. Like just keep 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 writing. Don't get discouraged because uh, you're going to get more no's than yeses, and you just have to. If you don't love what you're doing and you don't enjoy the process, then don't even do it. Like it's it, it's that that thing where you have to love the process, yes. not the goal. Don't love the goal because you, that's that's ultimately what's going to create the best art and fulfill you as a person is yeah. living the life. I don't know if that makes any sense. But. Oh my God, just like uh, it's like it's like oh yes, so much. It's so 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 grateful for all your shares, all your wisdom, like all your openness and transparency to share your own experiences, your own life path, and like I hope everyone listened to it deeply and maybe. Put it on repeat <laughs> and take a pen and paper. <laughs> Because, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your share, for showing up and showing others what is possible. And, yeah, being being a role model in this new industry. Well, thanks for having me, Tina. I, I love this conversation. I feel like I could talk to you for, like... <laughs> hours and hours and hours about yeah, all this. We have, we have to continue at another point. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Jess. Thank you so much.